0: This is the Braether point. borders are crumbled, our schools corrupted, our institutions infiltrated, our brave troops betrayed, abandoned, and slaughtered. CNN is calling the Taliban frenemies to flip the script, change the narrative, and assuage outrage. Fake news, propaganda, commercial sponsors not only only now push more and more anti-schizophrenia and penis-straightening drugs to a drugged-up, fattened-up, dumbed-down couch potato class but now add androgenized trannies to their repertoire, the better to pimp, abuse, molest, addict, and suicide our children. George Carlin's hilarious rant on America's germophobia has been actualized in the obsessive governmental masquerades, distances, and hand-washings via the COVID cult. Behold the apocalypse of the nation-state. Obama declared himself a world citizen. Biden erases borders and ignores citizens. This is the post-war redistricting of new and artificial boundaries. Iraq was thus made, and Bahasapa, the sacred Black Hills of the Lakota, thus lost. As always, I'm not advocating anything illegal, immoral, unethical, nor violent, but the left does, constantly, openly, and blatantly, because they control the inflection points of force, police, military, schools, and courtrooms. Be enraged, but refine it. Be furious, but focus it. Be angry, but action it. In focused inflection points, where we tip the balance of power. Be a non-kinetic, fourth-generation, information-influence-operation warfighter-sniper, not shotgunner. The time for kinetics will come, because it always comes. And when you see real violence, you'll wish you hadn't. But for now, team up, link up, and train up with Team America at JeffreyPrather.com. Surveil and identify covert enemy forces from Blantifa to Trantifa to Phoebes. Plan, strategize, and analyze. Then, with focused fury, act. Conceived and raped, orphaned and adopted, claimed by Christians, initiated by indigenous, tribally trained, martial arts mastered, PSYOPS and special forces served, decades of duty in DEA and DIA. Intelligence inducted, deep state betrayed, Yeshua saved, dedicated to republic rescue. American exceptionalism and redemption by God's grace. I'm Jeff Prather, and this is The Prather Point. Welcome, everybody. Happy to be with you. Got a special guest uh, today. Looking forward to this show uh, greatly. This is the conscientious COVID objectors to neuro- neurological Nuremberg. Uh, it's a big jump, but we're going to cover that today. But before we get to that, I uh, hope you had a sacred and solemn Memorial Day. I hope you saw uh, my uh, special Memorial Day uh, tribute uh, that I put out there uh, as well. And I will show you briefly. I was reflecting. Uh, this is not from my military time, but this is from my snow cap time, uh, which is paramilitary. Uh, and I was thinking about uh, all my friends I lost. There's uh, Frankie Fernandez, Jay Seal, a better Ranger, special forces soldier better than me, Meredith Thompson, uh Juan Vars, Frank Wallace. Uh, and they were all uh killed. Richard Foss was uh killed on the deal right before he was leaving for an overseas assignment. His uh, widow and children were packed, uh, waiting uh, to go, uh, and he was uh, killed. And I was just thinking uh, how blessed and spared I have been uh, by all of this. Um, And it's really pretty humbling and uh, amazing as I reflect back on it that I can still be here uh, with you today. Uh, So Memorial Day was sacred and solemn, not just for my fallen military brothers and sisters, but for my law enforcement. Uh, as well a couple um, housekeeping before we get going tanker in texas says declaration of independence from fbi intimidation love the show and major spot-on assessments Uh, thank you texas uh, tanker and uh, red ride pilot says of declaration of independence from fbi intimidation how do we enforce the declaration it is certainly within the authority of we the people without our unregulated we have no teeth and so that's the HMAC, the Handgun Martial Arts Center Oath. We keep in bare arms, uh, reinforcing our uh, inerrable creator-endowed rights, training in handgun martial arts, neither for sport nor competition, but for the refinement of the virtues of the citizen warrior, establishing justice, and always with the aid of divine providence, defense of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And without protection, there is no justice. There's a bailiff, there's a marshal, there's a deputy. There's a policeman in the courtroom to to stop the rapist and murderer from raping and murdering in the courtroom. Uh, So if you have to ask that question, you don't know the answer and you're not ready for the answer. But that reminds me of um, Japan when I was there years ago at Sensei's birthday when he said, Jeff does me uh, justice uh, because there was more justice in my dojo than there is in the Department of Justice uh, that I used to work for. And so this is where you have to build communities of trust by praying, working and training together year after year. Um, That's how we are going to win this. Uh, That's very important to understand. A couple of news stories to look at. Uh, The so-called white supremacist who is not an American citizen, who's a Hindi, um, uh, a brown man. All the charges have been dropped. Of course, they were charged with murder and kidnapping. Uh, of POTUS and uh, they dropped them all because the false flag, the dangle is done. It is uh, over. He just has a single count of depredation of property in the United States in excess of a thousand dollars, which I don't even think is real either. That was clearly a dangle because they're worried about other things. I talked about all of that last week, but that's just to confirm my uh, intelligence there. Important uh, to follow up and understand there. If you haven't listen to David Martin's um, European Union speech, you must, it's very important. It's on all of my sites. And he goes through how uh, this pandemic was planned back uh, for decades. Uh, And of course, I've talked about Obama going to Ukraine uh, in 2005. And this has all been put on by the uh, pharmacy companies. They are the pushers. Uh, It's not the similar cartel I'm so worried about. It's the Pfizer cartel, the AstraZeneca cartel, Uh, And this is very, very um, excellent detail that he went into. Um, He says, the pandemic we have alleged to have happened in the last few years did not happen overnight. In fact, a very specific pandemic using the coronavirus began at a different time. He said, in 1965, scientists discovered the coronavirus as a model of a pathogen, as an agent that causes disease. And of course, I've talked about the foreign cleavage there uh, quite a bit. And so this is important for our guest and I'll ask him about that because this is expert testimony. Uh, and that is CONUS, Continental the United States. That is an expert that could be brought into a trial later. Um, now a lot of people are talking about Nuremberg. I just mentioned Nuremberg in the title, but Nuremberg happened after, uh, American GIs put boots on the ground, killed a lot of Nazis and then defeated them. Then Nuremberg happened after a decade, they're out of jail anyway. But, uh, the Nuremberg moot court that's happened, I don't really like it because it makes gives people fake hope. We'll ask my expert uh, uh, guest about that. Uh, but the first has to be uh, kinetic co- uh, collapse. So after conflict comes resolution. That's part of the sanctification process that you saw me talking about uh, there, where you have to confess, ask for forgiveness, received uh, forgiveness, and then there can be reconciliation, which leads to redemption. This is the way taught by Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus uh, the Christ. But beyond that, um, the task force of Russian Ministry of Defense, together with officers of the Federal Security Service, have confirmed the collection and certification of avian influenza virus strains with a high potential for epidemic spread uh, via the H5N8 strain. Uh, And this is why they went into Ukraine. They've brought this before the International Criminal Court, uh, and the UN. And this becomes very, very important uh, because uh, Peto Joe and Joe's Pedos are turning over American judicial sovereignty to the UN and to uh, WHO, World Health Organization. So that means they are liable in that format. And so uh, they're making a big mistake here. This is very important uh, to understand and to uh, grasp. Um And I will also just add that uh, HR 5123, which came out in 2021, which directed uh, through Congress through directed the Secretary of the Air Force in consultation with the Chief of Space Operations to begin implementation of Operation Starfall. Operation Starfall to strategically deploy stratospheric balloons, aerostats, or satellite technology capable of rapidly delivering wireless internet anywhere on the planet from the stratosphere. So now remember, last week I talked all about the government's going to turn off the grid, maybe in October, maybe in September, uh, and they're going to maybe cause a nuclear attack. I posted that story. Harry Harry the Greek picked up on what I had said and wrote a story about that. Uh, But this is the backup for the elites. The elites will always have their backup systems uh, and the balloons could be that. Uh, But, of course, the Chinese uh, were going to run that, it looks like, and they shot the balloons down. So they don't want the Chinese balloons. They want their own system, which is probably why uh, the Chinese military just spurned Lloyd Austin's call. Um, So remember, also, they issued satellite cell phones. Um, So that's really important uh, to remember and be aware of. And we will get all into that. But I want to uh, bring on my uh, guest here. Uh, he's been on my other uh, shows. I think he was on uh, my uh, Brighton show. Uh, but um, Davis Muntz is a Christian husband, homeschooler, former military officer, former pastor. Uh, he is a moral uh, military veteran attorney. Oh, my gosh. How many of those? There's like five of them uh, around. Ex- exceptional, really important. And so, uh, Davis, welcome back, brother. And uh, thanks for your patience there while I got things going.
1: Hey, thank you very much for having me back on. It's it's an honor to talk to you again.
0: Uh, it's an honor to have you. I, and I think it was bright, Dion, but this is really good because no commercials. We can go longer. Uh, and I really want to, and th- one of the great things about you, besides all the great things I just mentioned, uh, is that you beat them uh, with your naval ensign who, former SEAL, went through the court-martial. Um, uh, and the ca- and it refreshed my memory, but the captains, when they heard that the Comirnaty had never been produced, they're like, I'm going back to my command and talking about do I have that
1: right? Yeah. So so we're talking about Billy Mosley, um, a Navy officer, started out enlisted, started out his career in the BUDS training, and then eventually became an officer. He was a weapons officer. That was his area of expertise. And he was one of the people that was on the tip of the spear and fighting this in the military. But his case was so instructive because he's a very religious person, uh, but he didn't file a religious accommodation. He went to the tip of the spear and took the fight to the Navy and said, look, the the vaccine you're giving us is not an FDA approved product, right? And we can talk about that in a minute. It's an emergency use authorized product and an actual FDA product is not available in the United States. Critically important. So what happened is we went into a room with three senior naval officers and the government, the United States Navy could not produce proof that an FDA-approved vaccine was available, that it was ever produced, that it ever would be produced and made available in the United States. And so they could not demonstrate it was a lawful order. It was an absolutely critical case because it did have an impact. Now, it was an administrative board. Ultimately, they were afraid to go to court-martial. And what happened is after that board, I had a lot of other clients, and you'll appreciate this. In the military, someone can be offered massed or an article 15. It's an administrative punishment, but you can turn it down and demand trial by court martial. So if you watch like band of brothers, there's this scene. Just in, in, just, yes.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. It was
1: on yesterday. Right. So there's this scene where uh, Dick Winters is given an article 15 by captain Sobel and he turns it down and demands trial by court martial. That's real. That's how the military justice system works. You can accept that administrative punishment, Or you can turn it down and demand trial by court-martial. So what happened after Mosley's case, I had an Air Force master sergeant who was given an Article 15 for refusing the vaccine. And we said, no, we're going to trial. We want you to prove this is a lawful order. We want you to prove that you have this product available. And they backed down. So so why does that matter? I think so many people missed this. Of course, the mainstream media, even a lot of people in the military didn't understand what was happening with this vaccine. So, it was a bait and switch with this product from the beginning. Okay. This, this mRNA product that they have was never, there was never an FDA approved version produced. There's a lot of reasons for that. We could spend hours talking about all the reasons for that. But what's so critically important for the military and for the American public is they did a bait and switch. The FDA came out and approved a hypothetical product that was never produced by these pharmaceutical companies, it still has not been produced. They they've said said
0: they're never going to produce it. They've come out and said they're never going to produce it.
1: Right. And so what they were doing for the military was saying, you have to take an emergency use, an experimental product. That is absolutely illegal. It was illegal. The military knew it was illegal. Something very, very similar happened with anthrax. Federal courts stopped that. So that's why from the very beginning in this issue, I was very, very fortunate to have the opportunity to meet. And and work with Billy Mosley because we were able to show that in a board and set a precedent. And it really did take things back. Again, it's not legal precedent the same way like a Supreme Court decision would be, but it emphasized the fact look, what the military was doing was unlawful. You don't even have to get to religious discrimination and what the military did intentionally there. There was no FDA approved product. And the problem was the president of the United States could have could have issued an order to the military. President Biden could have issued an order to, to the military to say uh, everybody in the military has to take this experimental ex- emergency use product. They couldn't do it because then they would have to admit there was no FDA approved vaccine produced. So the American public, people all over the world were given an experimental product. They thought it was FDA approved. It never was because that product was never produced. Still so, hasn't. Been.
0: That's incredible and miraculous and i think because of your faith and mosley's faith uh and both of your skill sets you know god really used you but i want to go but so mosley was a weapons uh well in army we call him sergeant weapons chief i guess did he recognize that this is a weapon at that point that this is a bioweapon
1: Yes, he did. He was one of the few military members I worked with that that looked at this and from the beginning, they're not an intelligence expert like you are, but from the beginning, we're deeply concerned about how this was being used, the origins of the virus, you know, the sudden availability of mRNA. They put the pieces together and they never had peace. They don't have all the answers, still don't have all the answers, but never had peace about taking this product, allowing their families to take it and not taking a stand against it. I mean, I mean, he was begging to be court-martialed, quite frankly. Mosley was begging to be court-martialed and they wouldn't, they tried to get him through this administrative process because we don't get discovery the same way we would at a court-martial. We can't compel witnesses the same way we could as a court-martial, but there was a moment in his board where the captain looked at the government attorneys and said, are you telling me there is no Comirnaty, no FDA approved product available? Is that the truth? And they had to admit, they had to admit in that moment. As of now, we cannot produce an FDA approved product labeled Comernati. They couldn't do it.
0: Wow. So he's like, you know, he's like that British airborne troop who blows up the bridge and still slows everything down on D Day uh, that knows the one right guy and the one right time. That's really incredible. So he's still in and he's doing good. And what's yeah he's he's
1: still in he's still serving he's um he's getting very close to being able to retire as an officer um as a lieutenant actually after all of this so um yeah god bless him he and his family are doing well um he's one of the few that was attacked early on that was that was able to make it through um yeah so what a what a great man great guy to know absolutely
0: Yeah. My, my Yankee Tango guys are saying switch over to rumble before we talk more. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to leave rumble (laughs) is up now and I'm going to leave Yankee Tango before we get kicked off here. So hold on here. Um, and, uh, we will continue there. Uh, that is amazing. That is incredible. And, and yeah, rumbles up. So I'll be able to take questions and pass them on, uh, to Davis. Uh, So and then what so what precedent, how does that work with military precedent and how does that work? Because you're saying there was already precedent uh, after that that is that is being used. How how is that? Because the military is devastated. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's a wreck. How, How is this community building resistance, I guess, inside? Our our colla- what I consider our collapsed military, you know, and I'm a retired military guy, and right,
1: yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I, you know, I am now too. So I I made it to retirement as a lieutenant colonel from the Air Force Reserve. So I did 11 years active, and then the rest of my time was guard and reserve. So I made it to retirement in December. I only personally made it to retirement because of a federal injunction in the Doster case in Ohio. But again, what what people don't realize is look. There are still federal cases going through the process in federal court that are not yet resolved that will go to trial. Now, the Department of Defense, the Pentagon, the Biden administration is doing everything they can to stop those cases. But there are still several cases that we believe will go to trial. I have clients. I'm not a lead attorney in those cases in federal court, but I have clients that are part of them. And I've been helping from the beginning because of my, my military expertise, but we will see that coming. So we will be able to use things like what, what we put together for Mosley's case. And then he was a whistleblower. He presented documents along with several other officers to Congress to demonstrate what was happening because after his case, what the military did was they got Comirnaty labeled products, Comirnaty labeled products from Europe produced in europe not fda approved not the fda approved formula they had them shipped to united states military bases and tried to pass them off as the fda approved product so i I was literally in these boards i was in these boards doing doing cases where we were demonstrating and having to prove over and over again what was happening with the um with the DOD doing a bait and switch on the labeling. So we were having to go out and get lot numbers and then demonstrate and trace back where these lot numbers were produced and where they were coming from, because they were still not the FDA approved product. And, and part of what was so hard is it, it felt to many military officers like a conspiracy theory. But again, because of what we were able to do with Mosley's case, a lot of military members came together. And so you had all of these military members. And this is what's fascinating. And again, anybody that served will appreciate this. You had thousands of military members that were put on ice. They couldn't go to work. They couldn't go to their job. They were essentially put out to pasture, almost like they were on leave with nothing to do, relieved from their duties, these officers. And so what, what, did, what were they doing? They were doing research. They were tracing down these things. So I had a board in San Antonio. I'll never forget it. And I had... I had a team of officers in North Carolina at a large uh, army installation there. And, you know, they were working behind the scenes, calling pharmacies and saying, Hey, can you confirm there's no FDA approved product available? We knew it wasn't, but then they were doing affidavits and sending them to me and I'm presenting them in military boards. So that's a lot of the work that we did and we had to do because of this. And again, what, what people miss is, We went through something very, very similar with anthrax. The issues were a little bit different with the anthrax vaccine, but it was not properly FDA approved. And again, federal courts had to shut that down, just like we're seeing here. So the precedent we're going to see is is going to be interesting what's going to happen with the military, because so many commanders, so many military commanders went along with this, and some of them were just blind. They were unwilling to look at the evidence because they said, oh, hey, they said Um, they said this is a lawful order. You know, I don't know how many times I heard that. Well, JAG says this is a lawful order. Great. That doesn't make it a lawful order, (laughs) right? Like Congress writes the law. The Department of Defense is part of the executive branch. You execute the law. And and the law prohibited mandating this for military members. So what they tried to do, this is fascinating. What they tried to do is they created a memo. They had a a PhD type, Dr. Terry Adoram, she was asked to write a memo to say that the emergency use authorization vaccine this experimental vaccine and the fda approved product were interchangeable okay so what they did is she produced a memo that said they're interchangeable that was medically interchangeable just like a lot of medical products think of it as an off-label drug right you can take a drug that's authorized by the fda for a specific purpose and your doctor can say hey in my 20 years of being a physician, i found this can be effective for an off-brand use, an off-label use. And so they use it for that. Just like, we, I mean, here we go. We're off of Yankee Tango now. But, you know, ivermectin, right? Ivermectin proved effective at times in treating COVID. That's an off-label use of that product. So what they tried to say with this vaccine is that it was interchangeable. But even the FDA documentation said, hey, the EUA product, and the FDA approved product are legally distinct. Right in the the approval memorandum from the FDA to the pharmaceutical companies it did that. So we would literally in these boards have to take that memo, highlight it, and show it to the board members. Because they wow. would produce this, they're 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 interchangeable. They weren't talking about legally interchangeable. So, you know, from my perspective, the precedent this is set that we have to be so careful with. The precedent is we had a situation where the military, because of pressure from the White House, the highest levels of the Pentagon, and and the way this was all rolled out and the way it happened, the precedent was that the military was simply going to ignore federal law. That's the precedent that was set. The military chose, military leadership chose to ignore federal law, and in many respects, this created a constitutional crisis for us. Right? We have to think in those terms. And I don't think it's sensational to say that when we think about it, this was a constitutional crisis. Because the Department of Defense, the executive branch was ignoring federal law and they literally said they admitted in some of the federal litigation, you had a litigator from the Department of Defense, Department of Justice litigator admit in a federal court of appeals as all of this was going on. Well, you know, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, these these legislations, they don't have any authority in the military unless someone sues, unless someone sues to enforce it, then we'll follow the law. It's up to the individual military member to sue us and take us into federal court, and that's when we have to follow the law. Fascinating, fascinating. Well, what
0: we're seeing come out. so you know, so what you're saying there in my terms is the in the special operations community, they're schindling them inside, and that Mosley was the tip of the spear of schindling that effort to uh, while they're working for the bad guys because our military, your, your And congratulations on your retirement. Um, Thank you. I, I almost didn't get mine. I remember um, trying to keep pushing my buyback through because I knew they were getting ready to fire me from DEA. But, uh, you know, when I did undercover drug deals, you always want to know that the they were really selling you dope. Uh, and obviously, the DOD was uh, selling sham dope. They were mm-hmm. sham pushers. But the what I want to ask you, though, is I've had Sasha Latipova on. And she has proven very clearly that this was a military emergency. Uh, The military from the top uh, brought this uh, into being. Uh, And now I've shown a lot of articles that uh, the intelligence agencies are taking over 5G. Well, actually uh, I got his name here, but um, uh, the military made this an emergency And then mandated it to everybody, as well as the military. Uh, And there are articles coming out showing that this this was didn't really come out of uh, Wuhan at all. And you know, I've said that uh, George Webb has said that starts in Fort Detrick, moves, and this goes along with the violations of the uh, that Russia has shown about the biological weapons uh, treaties. So, where I don't know if you want to answer this or how you want to talk about this, but. This looks like it's all coming. The the military uh, brass has weaponized all of this uh, MRNA uh, jabs and boosters against the military and the American people as a bioweapon. Well, and so we
1: have to, you know, we have to use logic and we have to use common sense. So I can't, you know, I can't say I've seen proof of any of those things the way some of the other experts you've talked about have but when you when you look big picture there are certainly trends that you see that are very very concerning right and we look at the experimentation that our military has done in the past we look at the things that our government has done in the past we can't ignore there's a pattern there and there's even a question of when did the virus start circulating in the world and you look at military exercises i mean there's a great there's evidence that i've seen there's a great case to be made this was started well before and really started to spread in China after a U.S. military exercise in Asia, right? And so you have to ask the question, where did it come from? Did it start in the United States? Did it start among our military or, or not? And again, I, I try to look at history for trends. One of the things I've, I've looked at, I've studied, I've tried to understand, and I don't think the proof is there. But again, there are those that theorize, even if we look look at the Spanish flu, right? Look right, at the yeah. Spanish flu. Okay. Look at what happened there. You know, people don't even understand why they call it the Spanish flu. They call it the Spanish flu because the Spanish government was the only government in the world that allowed their newspapers to have free speech and actually talk about it. It started among military members. It spread among. That's right. Fort Riley, Kansas, a commander at Fort Riley put soldiers on a train and soldiers were dying on the train before they got to east to the east coast for a holiday leave that's what spread it and there's even those that connect it to a um a meningitis vaccine that was given an experimental meningitis vaccine that was given to soldiers at fort riley again those are things i can't prove but there are people that swear that's that's where this came from and so you look at that history and you say okay is it Is it out of the realm of possibility to think that there are nefarious origins here and look at gain of function research? Look at how it's funded. Look at how it's been funded by the United States government. Look at the contracts. You have to ask questions where did this come from? How how did we get here? Um, And it does raise huge concerns. What we do know practically, what I can speak to practically is what happened to our military, the devastation in our military. I'm not just talking about vaccine injured because there are thousands and thousands and thousands of military members that are vaccine injured. Those numbers are crazy when you start to look into it, right? But the other issue is we know there was a purge of military members that were Christians or that were just willing to ask questions and be free thinkers. And that's as concerning to me as anything else because we know at the height of this there were 264,000 total force military members that were not going to receive this vaccine. 264,000 at the peak. That was a number even the Department of Defense agreed to, right? And so those numbers always changed rapidly, but you had just so many thousands of military members leaving from the Guard, from the Reserves, from active duty, retiring early, not re-enlisting, getting out early if they could, finding a way to get medical retirements. So there was absolutely a purge in the military of Christians and those willing to stand up and ask the difficult questions of things like this. That's had a devastating impact. And now that's where you see the recruiting crisis. So it's not just uh, a question of whether this was some kind of a bioweapon, whether or not the vaccine is connected to a bioweapon, whether there's nefarious intent with the vaccine, but even just the fact that you have those that are willing to ask questions to be free thinkers to be the kind of military heroes we have needed throughout our history to be successful. They've been purged. That deeply concerns me and it's having a huge impact on recruiting as well.
0: You know, I was talking to, um, Warrior School is my tactical training company. One of my uh, former Marines went over to Naval Intelligence, great guy. Uh, and I was asking him cause a lot of them said, Hey, when I'm not getting the jab, um, you know, really great folk, and they just kind of put their paperwork uh, in the desk. They just held it because they, uh, and I think that came about from Mosley and and yours effort in the Navy, where they were just they weren't moving forward on it. They were waiting it out. Um, I think that's you know a ramification of uh, your and Mosley's uh, great effort. If he ever wants to come on, you know, put me in contact. I'd love to to have him on, and I'm very heartened to hear that because our you know. It's heartbreaking to see what our military you know looks like uh, now what what do you what's the percentage that you think of the military that did go along with the scam and got the fake jab? you know it was
1: it was a significant percentage that got it. Some got it early on before they were just they weren't even i mean, they were just thinking of it like the flu vaccine, right? they were just they weren't even awake they they weren't aware of what was going on. They didn't understand vaccines. They're just sort of trusting of pharmaceutical companies and big pharma as a whole. So they didn't have that, that level of skepticism. So that was part of it. So there was a huge percentage that just went along with it because they had no idea. And then there was a huge percentage that just did not want to even open the door to think about what this meant long-term. But you know, one of the things that happened in Navy is very, very early on in this, even before Mosley's board... Um, there were so many Navy SEALs and so many people within Navy special operations. And there were two camps, but there were a lot. There were a lot that either just ref- flat out refused to get it. And we're talking hundreds and hundreds. And that's not a big community when we talk about Navy SEALs. Others simply just faked a card. Uh, there were a lot of people in the military that faked a vaccine card. And that was their, that was their response to this. Never got the jab, had a fake card. Um, but others just said no. And so in in many respects, you know, Mosley was very close to the tip of the spear on this. But there were others, particularly in the Navy, because the Navy pressed hard on this first. The Navy rolled this out first. When they started saying no, um, it became very, very difficult for the military to force this. The Coast Guard went through the same thing. You know, the Coast Guard, there was a significant percentage of Coast Guard rescue swimmers the guys that dive out of the helicopters to rescue people, there was a significant enough percentage of those guys. At one point, it was almost 60 of them. And that's a tiny community. They're only fully manned at about 400. They were simply saying no. So they took their paperwork and they did put it in a desk drawer because you even had the situation where, where President Biden called one of these rescue swimmers that had just done heroic operations for the hurricane in Florida. And one of the guys Biden called was was a rescue swimmer that was – knew any day he could be kicked out because of the vaccine mandate, you know, and it was just the the irony of that. the, The mainstream media did cover that because it was a gotcha moment for the Biden administration, but it was just wild how, you know, this, that, that went on throughout this. So one of the things we can say, the positive behind all of this, we can say for the military is if a significant percentage, and it doesn't take a huge percentage But even just, you know, 10% initially showing hesitancy, pushing back and fighting back on this created a huge problem for the military. And now we see the long-term effect that it's having on retention and that's having on recruiting because, you know, you know, military recruiting comes from second and third generation. Very, very commonly, the people that join the military are second and third generation military. Right, that's just yep. the way it is because you understand what it is. Whether it was lifers or whether it was just you know service in World War II, like my grandfather's, whether it was Vietnam, you know, th- and now the, the the grandparents, the parents, even I, no one has encouraged anyone to join the United yep. States military today. No so one.
0: You're, you're exactly right. We did my I just watched with my daughter's Memorial Day, and it's the grandson, and I'm like, that's exactly how it happens. My dad was a World War II vet. My wife's dad was a World War II vet. That's exa- but we're all like, hey, you aren't going in. Clay Martin says it best. My son, he says, my family has fought in every war since the Revolution. My son will not fight for the Skittles flag. Um,
1: right. Yeah, you know, that's right. They,
0: they are in trouble, and that is, man, that's just so. I'm so glad to hear that. But man, it just chokes me up that they're fighting back like that. I'm so glad you're you're, you're doing that. I bet that they let you retire and mostly getting close to it because they just don't want to take you guys on again. They don't want to, they don't want to raise all that stuff up because uh, they're not able to stop it. That's really good.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and the, the challenge will be moving forward is, you know, how do we, how do we combat this? Well, how do we combat this effectively? And, and what do we do for those that are still serving in the military, those Christians and others that are willing to take stand? How do we do that? Because there are some left, but again, my biggest concern moving forward, I'm really, I spend a lot of time thinking and even just praying about what the recruiting numbers are and what they look like. And part of me thinks, you know, we need, we need the recruiting numbers to dip um, I, significantly no, I, I, and I, I, continue to dip significantly because that's the only way we're going to get change. But I will say the the counter to that is what we have to be vigilant. Now all American citizens need to be vigilant because over the last couple of years, again and again, they have tried to make selective service mandatory for our daughters. So I have two daughters. I don't have any sons. I have two daughters. They have tried to make selective service mandatory for our daughters. So just think about that. Just ponder that for a moment. It's only because of people like Chip Roy and some others that have really taken a hard stand against that. That's a deep concern for me because I think if recruiting numbers continue to dip, one of the things we have to watch out for is will there be some sort of mandated or an attempt to make mandated military service or mandated public service and what does that look like? And that's where we have to be very, very careful and cautious moving forward because then you really can use the military for continued social engineering, social experimentation, um, because oh, of the well, you're ability and tri- control, you're going
0: have trannies in there with the female troops and the dog mask army guys, and uh, yeah, that's
1: it, it's already there. Fun. I mean, it's that's yeah. already that's already happening. I mean, the amount of money that we're spending and the way that the funding works to you know leave for abortions, but also you know to fund transgender surgeries, the military will pay whatever it is, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars over a lifetime for transgender surgery, four million. Those military.
0: guys won't go to combat zones or anything because you know, combat zones, you don't get food, much less your latest uh, drugs uh, to keep you whatever uh, you're trying to be. So here's a real concerning issue is the military's expanded role in 5G. Um, mm-hmm. The U.S. military's chief uh, information officer is the former CIA deputy director, John Sherman. Uh, and he said his office is going to assume all 5g related activities. Uh, now they're talking, this article in the defender from children's health, um, says that they're worried about the surveillance of it. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, I sell a lot of Faraday bags and I already know they're listening and that can be defeated. What I'm worried about is the, uh, electromagnetic radiation weaponry, uh, in, in conjunction with the jab and boosters system, because they're saying this transition will take place October 1st, uh, and they want to run, uh, they're spending $600 million since 2020 on these 5G uh, pilot programs, uh, and they want to um, uh, run this, and I think this is part of, I'm doing a lot of uh, tests with uh, targeted individuals talking about neurological uh, wounding uh, weapons. And I saw these as an agent. I saw the guys come in with the tinfoil hats. I said, there must be something to them. But this looks very, very uh, concerning that this Sherman is the DOD CIO of December 17th, 2021. And now he's going to do all the Pentagon's 5G projects and he's coming out of the CIA's um, CIO. Uh, That's very worrisome. Tie that in uh, because I'm seeing cases of targeted individuals coming forward and Congress has authorized funds for neurological wounding or Havana syndrome stuff. I think that ties in directly. Just like when you mentioned trains, I immediately thought of East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, I also thought about the 60,000 pounds of ammonia that disappeared with, out of the sealed uh, compartments. Um, but tie that tie that uh, 5G uh, uh, wounding or weaponization program, um, and your thoughts on that? You know, again,
1: I, the it's not something I have put a lot of time into studying, but I, I get very, very concerned when we see any kind of experimental product, when we sign any sort of emergency use authorization product. So we don't really know what's in these vaccines, right? And people think you're, you're nutty when you, you say this, but you say, we don't know what's in there and there's ingredients in there that don't make any sense, right? Logically, how it's labeled or otherwise how it's used. Don't don't make any sense at all. So you, you take that a step back and say, why is there a connection with all of this? It can be very difficult to try to figure that out. But absolutely, we have to be aware we have to be alert to those things. And we can't miss the connections. Again, why why would members of Congress be issued satellite phones? right? Like logically let, let's think about that. When, when did I ever, when, when was I ever issued a satellite phone? I can tell you, I was issued a satellite phone when I was deployed to the middle East. Right? right. And that, that was it. That was the only option. And it was an emergency thing. It was this huge clunky monstrosity, but, but that, that was it. And so it just, you know, I, it always strikes me. We have to, you know, we see these things that happen and we have to ask these questions and we wonder because, you know, to me as a Christian, as a person of faith, you know, I, I see our government, our nation, just losing our Christian foundation, walking away from that, being coming unmoored from that. And it causes me to have grave concern and just wonder what is, you know, is there you know, forces that are working to undermine what we're doing, um, and remove us as a player on the world stage. And what does that look like? So all of those things are things we have to be aware of. We have to be careful, but again, yeah. I mean, Havana syndrome, what kind of a weapon is that? What is happening to those people that are doing that? Why is it unexplained? You know, it's real. We know it's real. Um, people have died. Um, you know and we've even seen we've seen other nations we've seen the russians use you know radioactive um, things to cause you know death later mm-hmm. and the chinese north koreans there's evidence they've done things like that as well so to think that our cia our own government doesn't have it doesn't work it doesn't do that same research um, yeah i mean it would be naive not to not to be looking at those and trying to understand what's happening big picture
0: no i think there's plenty of evidence now that um, the intelligence community's eyes are turned inward on us. They're not turned outward like they should be. The Space Force eyes aren't up, they're down uh, on us. And that has all been uh, weaponized. And I wanted to show your website here. Uh, I love Let's Fight um, because I know that there are targeted individuals watching. I was just, one of my cast was posted on the targeted individual. Uh, and you know I had Anna Toledo, which is the targeted individual's uh, attorney. Uh, on and maybe that's something that you guys can link up as these as we connect these dots with these biodigital layered weapon systems because sometimes uh, in some there's a website that says you know how bad is your jab or something is. Um, in the conservative areas, the jabs were much worse. The uh, everything changed uh, in different places. Uh, some of them were nothing. Some of them had really bad things in them uh so the, you know for target individuals watching this is yancelaw.com, uh davis's uh site and the uh it says there initially you know free confidential uh ucmj practice areas of uh military justice which is awesome free confidential and secure uh and maybe you can uh talk to or maybe i don't know anna i know she's got her hands full but she might mm-hmm. want to talk to you uh at some point but you know i'm just always trying to connect uh, folks together uh, on that. I also want to ask you about, oh, go ahead, please.
1: I was just going to say real quickly on that point, when we talk about the targeting, one of the things that that I'm seeing that's deeply concerning to me, so I have represented FBI agents that are whistleblowers that have been talking about the internal targeting, what's happening there, right? So we're turning a blind eye to fentanyl. We're turning a blind eye to child trafficking. We're turning off those investigative teams and we're going internal within the FBI. So I've had clients in that situation, so I can certainly do that. But one of the things that's happening now, back to the military piece very quickly, is I have many clients now that their security clearance is being targeted. So just imagine this for a moment, right? They they filed a religious accommodation request to the vaccine or they objected like Billy Mosley did to this vaccine. And now all of it's over and it's done. And the retaliation is their security clearance is getting pulled and they're being told, well, you have questionable judgment or you're not loyal. You're more loyal to your faith or to your church than you are to the United States. Therefore, um, we're going to pull your security clearance. So that's going to be something interesting to keep an eye on because that can be devastating to a military member. We talk about the next potential purge of military members. I mean, what if anyone who took a stand to this survived because of federal litigation or otherwise, and now they're purged again And their security clearances are being pulled. So that's, I mean, that's all the branches of the military in particular, though, that's that's Air Force and Space Force, where I'm seeing that happen um, because of the level of classified things those folks are doing. And they know, I mean, look, if we are turning internally, if we're violating federal law to spy on American citizens, the same people that said no to a vaccine because it was a violation to federal law are going to be the people within the military that are going to say, no, we're violating federal law. When we when we're turning internally and we know that, I mean, even from the Durham report, we know that that a member, you know, of our our federal government, a DOJ attorney was convicted, was actually convicted in federal court of altering evidence to get a FISA warrant. I mean, we talk about the legality of the FISA court all day, but that's documented. (laughs) He pled guilty in federal court. He had to. They caught him because he was altering evidence in that. So when we talk about turning internally, we do have to be aware of the different layers of where they're using this and where people can be purged. And again, it's those within the deep state. It's those within the FBI, the military, DEA, ATF that took a stand against this vaccine. There's still a target on them. They've survived. You know, many have survived so far, but there's still a target. And clearances will be one way um, that people come after them.
0: No, I saw that, you know, I, I laughed because, you know, 15 years ago, I said the same thing when I was a whistleblower is, Hey, the attorney Eric Holder's lying. And, you know, the DOJ's lying. The DEA's changing reports. That's not what I said. And now, you know, it's out. And so the numbers are building. Uh, and I think that's really important. And I'm, I'm really heartened to see the, the FBI is kind of the storefront for the deep state. You know, and I graduated from the FBI Academy in 90 and, um, Uh, It's really heartening to see that that uh, is happening, that they they are uh, more in trouble. I wanted to ask you, um, wow, this is so good. I'm so glad to have you back. It's been too long. Um, About uh, David Martin's um, speech at the uh, European uh, Union when he spoke as an expert witness uh, on the pharmaceuticals and laying out that whole history, and I've talked about how Obama you know, went to Ukraine in 2005 with uh, Luger to set up uh, the biolabs, the now 46 biolabs that uh, Russia is uh, annihilating. You know, I say Pelosi went to um, Taiwan to check on those biolabs and then flew over to Indonesia to set up even more biolabs. Sudan, there was a biolab. It's all about biodigital weaponry uh, today. Um, But is there uh, a, a dot to connect there, uh with uh what david martin was talking about laying out the history of this as well is th- will that be some expert testimony down the road or is that something that you can use or, or what are your thoughts on that you know i do think it
1: is interesting and it and it can it can be used potentially in a couple of different ways right and we are we are looking at somewhat you know unprecedented legal ground when we push into those things but when we look big picture at some of those connections. What you see then is a lack of, of good faith on the part of the pharmaceutical interest, industry. And one of the things that that I hope comes out of this is outright fraud, right? Where pharmaceutical companies are engaging in outright fraud, provable fraud, lying, altering evidence, altering testing, outright fraud, that becomes really, really important because we have set up a system where the pharmaceutical companies are so insulated particularly for vaccines but they are so insulated from any sort of liability right any sort of tort liability or otherwise they're they're absolutely unaccountable the Amer- the average american citizen cannot hold a pharmaceutical company accountable for these products that they're putting out that's part of how this is all you know systemically upheld so my point in all of that is saying where you can show fraud where you can show um you know, bad intent, then you see some interesting things happen and it does change the legal landscape. But but as you think about that, we have to think internationally too, right? So you have this weird flux of the Biden administration looking at the who, trying to give the who more authority. You have the International Criminal Court. You know, we're not we're not a signatory. The United States is not a signatory to the treaty of the International Criminal Court. And I'm certainly not saying that we should be, but you know, at the same time as the Biden administration is ceding power to the who, or talking about that, or potentially, you know, moving us closer to the International Criminal Court, um, and even supporting, like, you know, the International Crimin- Criminal Court trying to indict Vladimir Putin, like you have this this thought process where, listen, there are other nations that are signatories to the Treaty of the International Court that potentially have evidence of you know, cooperation between elements of the United States government and pharmaceutical companies, these big international corporations, what are the potential consequences of that? So that's a new area of the law. That's a new area of international law, international treaty law. It's pretty interesting that hasn't been exposed before. But as you have these companies become more and more international and as they do more and more things in other nations, um, these other nations are becoming aware, are waking up to it. Um, and there are grave concerns for that. And, you know, it's just, um, again, we have to follow things. And, you know, one of the things that I see that's very, very interesting is we see, you know, smallpox breaking out again. Um, and it's this is just an example where where are those every single one of those smallpox outbreaks that we're seeing now is coming from, um, you know, the potential is that that's leaked from a lab somewhere. And then we see polio coming back, right? You see polio coming back. And you say, why is polio coming back? That's that's a dead, you know, that's a dead disease, doesn't exist anymore in any, you know, any country with any sort of um cleanliness or anything else. Well, it's being caused, polio is being caused by oral vaccination because it's a live attenuated polio virus, and then that causes polio outbreaks. And you just sit there and you're going, why, why would we do that? We know it causes that. Why would pharmaceutical companies do that? Why would nations allow that to happen? And you have to te- take a step back and say, okay, from a Christian faith perspective, we live in a lost, you know, fallen, chaotic world. It's either Christ or chaos. So we cannot miss that there is real evil in the world, and we cannot lose sight of that fact as we try to, you know, go through life, raise our families, and and support communities like you talk about so much of freedom in our local areas, we can't miss that the nature of evil and that it is real. And we have to be prepared for that. Absolutely.
0: Well, yeah. The, uh, so there's so much you said there, um, you know, if you study real history and you study real scripture and with the, uh, activation of Israel as a nation in a day, fulfilling scripture, start to, that starts revelations, um, the mark and everything. Um, the, I don't know if you've seen my show where I show that the, um, Numbers correspond to the Sephiric Bridges that God has literally, uh, the Yahweh name of God is really literally imprinted in our DNA. We're literally signed by Mm -hmm. the creator. But we have, um, the DOD has exported uh, anthrax, live anthrax, out to over 100 different labs. Some labs who didn't even ask for it uh, across the world. And it looks like that the DOD, the military, is running this. Uh, and also, uh, it, it, another way to go after this, I think, is through insurance fraud. Through ho- starting from the ground up, low-hanging fruit: doctors, uh, hospitals, insurance fraud. Uh, similar to the uh, bond cases that have gone through uh, the school systems, but uh, these international pharmaceutical companies are not beholden to any one country. Therefore, is there a way uh, to, even though we're not signatories to the ICC, um, a way to link those, or do you see a way to link all that in the future? You know, like we had allies, you know, I say Russia is an ally of the American people, just like Russia, the government was an ally of America in World War II. It doesn't mean we like them, it just means that we're on the same side. But is there a way... Two questions here. Is there a way to look at the insurance fraud? Um, and is that something you cover, which is why I put your website back up, yanslaw.com. Uh, and also, is there a way to internationally link um, these cases? Because these international pharmaceuticals, uh, for example, where they brought in, they tried to bring in the Cormornaty from Europe. It Doesn't that then, uh, don't they open the door then to that um, uh, legal uh, case?
1: Right so we'll start with the insurance fraud. I that's been something that I've been sitting back wondering, looking at and trying to understand how that goes through because insurance fraud is a big deal, fraudulent practices in that. But even just, you know, the consequences of all cause mortality drastically increasing throughout, you know, wide wide portions of the population, you know, that's devastating to insurance companies life insurance company. So what does that look like? How do we do that? So there's an interesting there. There's a future history there, not an area of expertise that I've gotten into, nor is international law in, in that regard. But yes, again, we we have to sit back and just like we had to be wise and and try to learn and, and understand how to engage in lawfare, if you will, in the federal courts to stop the vaccine mandate, to get these injunctions that, you know, the injunction against the Air Force in Ohio allowed me to retire to get to 20 years. We need to be thinking internationally because, you know, in in many respects, we see the reality of the United Nations, the WHO, these other organizations. They're they're creating all of these international ties, and at some point, there's going to be such a web that it could absolutely backfire if the right people are in leadership positions to say, "No, we're going to push back against these international corporations without a nation." They have to operate somewhere, right? They can't just orbit the earth. They have to operate somewhere. They have to have facilities on the ground somewhere. And I think as those facilities are tied to a nation, but there's these, these ties, I think there's a way to get there. And I think that will be an interesting future as we try to understand that because you know technology increasing makes the world a much smaller place. So we have to be thinking in those terms, absolutely.
0: But we got to... Something else I say all the time as a former Fed is all the local law enforcement, like a lot of this stuff is in Baltimore. You know, there's lots of labs back east. Um, You Got to get off the federal task forces because uh, then you're cross deputized and then you're owned. Um, And that's something a lot of us, you know, former military guys, we we go into uh, federal law enforcement. Um, You know, Garrett O'Boyle, who lost his security clearance and therefore then they wouldn't even let his uh, kids get their winter clothing. you know he was on he he needed um uh you know welfare to help him uh feed and clothe his family and the cib combat infantryman badge holder uh from Iraq and Afghanistan uh, that uh becomes very crucial um so i i hope you're going to link up with some international firms and insurance uh folks and maybe the targeted individuals attorney gets you, gets a hold of you uh to follow up because you're right it all comes down to faith it looks like as when they asked yeshua you know what will it look like and he says it will look like the last days of noah when the whole world is corrupted well how do you corrupt the whole world well you have to do it on a dna level and they look like Hmm. they are doing it Hmm.
1: yeah again we we (laughs) you know we don't always understand um things in the big picture and we we can struggle to understand what the big picture is, but we look at uh, our medical understanding, the increasing understanding of the human body, the way it works, just the masterful design of a creator God and what that means. And then you do have to open your mind to think, you know, is there going to be a similar effort to corrupt that, you know, to corrupt people spiritually, but to corrupt people physically, because if you're physically sick and ill, then you're not working to further God's kingdom. And and we just, we have to be awake and alert to the total nature of spiritual warfare and understand that moving forward. And yeah, it's not just, you know, it's not just in the United States. It's internationally, it's the church internationally, it's Christians across the world coming together. Um, and we do, we have to more than ever understand what it means to try to take care of our spiritual health and our physical health. And we simply Cannot just blindly trust any of these corporations anymore, whether it's, you know, just whether we're talking about pharmaceuticals and medicine or we're just talking about indoctrination coming from from Target or Kohl's or Anheuser-Busch, whatever it might be. We can't, you know, we can't hide anymore. We can't hide inside of our churches and not be engaged with the world around us. God calls us to engage in active spiritual warfare. We have to be pushing into that and leaning into that.
0: You know, v- very true, very true. I, you know, we I have a chaplaincy, but uh, mm-hmm. this past Sunday we went to a little local Baptist church we like, and they had a guest pastor. He goes, "Do you know pharmakia means sorcery?" I'm like, "Ah, message is getting out there. It's filtering out." You know, I was I was impressed, but you know, the first commandment, where I'm your Lord, your God, you know, have no other demi gods or demonic demi gods before me. As we have lost our godless, our godly nature in America, then Molech, the god of carnality and lust, comes in, followed um by um trying to think of the name of him, but it's the child sacrifice Baal, Baal, mm-hmm. the child sacrifice god, right. followed by Ishtar, which is the transgender god. You, can, you right. can see it all happening. Uh, and I am so grateful and honored uh and reassured by guys like you and and Mosley um so uh you know if any of those guys want to come on um happy to have them on and uh, again anybody listening uh that needs to reach out this is uh Davis's uh you can reach out he's the he's the real deal and the rare real deal thank you so much and um you know I'm so glad I had you back it's been a while and I just feel so much better cuz Half the time I'm like, Oh my gosh, these things are so bad, you know, cause we both right. love the military. Right. Um, but uh, you know, I'll, uh, any closing closing remarks or comments or.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I will just say this and it's just, you know, it's my encouragement as God has brought people into my life throughout this, you know, there were some very dark times with everything that was happening with the pandemic and in the military and people think, Oh, it's just, you know, it's just a vaccine. It's just a shot. It's just a jab. But just seeing the the level of corruption, the darkness, the weakness within the military, just it was a testing ground for that. But the encouragement that would have for anyone is, you know, we we don't have to figure it all out on our own. It's not up to one individual to figure it out. We need to be in our Bibles. We need to be in church. And just like you talk about, I cannot encourage this enough. You need to be building community, all kinds of community around you. And it starts with the Bible. It starts with your family and faith. And if we do that, that really is the antidote to the spiritual warfare that's going on. We need to be building building each other up, building strong families, building churches, building community, and looking to grow God's kingdom every way that we can. We just can't give up. We cannot back down. And again, you know, shows like yours, everything that I try and do when we get out and we talk about these big things that people get intimidated by, and it sounds like a conspiracy theory or something else, what I say is you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to figure it all out connect to other people, connect to these experts, work together in community, and we can push back and we don't have to, you know, we don't have to live in fear, um, because of that. So praise God for you. appreciate everything you're trying to do.
0: Hey, thanks so much. Uh, great to, uh, see you again, uh, Davis and keep up the great work and you can reach out to him at, uh, yanslaw.com. Uh, thank you, brother. So remember a secret told isn't, No communications are secure. All security is breachable. All codes are hackable. Concealment is not cover. All cover is temporary. Use a one time pad one time. Looking is not seeing. Hearing is not listening. Moving is not action. Knowledge is not wisdom. Perseverance beats trust. Power is not force. Power comes from God. Hope is not a plan. Plans are useless. Planning is invaluable. Training is essential. The most committed wins. Freedom is never, ever given. It is earned, won, fought for, and taken. So, take it.